0: Welcome to Yoga Chit Chat. I'm Phoebe Schiff, yoga teacher, farmer's market fangirl, and student of life.
1: And I'm Karik Morinaga, yoga teacher, comic book reader, and burger connoisseur. Every week we meet virtually for an informal discussion on a common yoga philosophy principle, teaching, or theme.
0: Today's topic is shri, the Sanskrit word for beauty.
1: I love that you said it's a Sanskrit word for beauty. It's probably the first definition that I can recall for Shri. The term divine beauty comes to mind immediately, but there are so many other ways that we could translate this word. And I look forward to exploring a couple of different ones with you today.
0: I I took a second to think about what the, how to boil down Sri into one word because in in full transparency i don't know that it completely translates or that the concept of shri entirely translates into english and so a lot of what we'll talk about today is ways of defining shri that refer to qualities of it but but really getting down to the root of what it is requires a a sort of all-encompassing understanding. So beyond beauty, which is one way of defining it, but by no means the only way, what are some of the other definitions of Shri that, that resonate with you?
1: The other definition that I think of is auspiciousness. The first thing that comes to mind is that Shri is one of the six or maybe seven qualities of the divine that we work with in Anusara Yoga. So we give the one divine consciousness several characteristics, and I'll just list them in the order that I remember them Sat, Chit, Ananda, Shri, Spanda, Swatantriya, Purnatva. Sat, Chit, Ananda are reality or truth, consciousness, and bliss. And then Sri is right in the middle, but not in any specific order, just the way that I remember them. So Sri is auspiciousness or divine beauty. And then Spanda is pulsation, Swatantriya is freedom, and Purnatva is fullness. When we work with and talk about and describe the one divine consciousness, we give her all of these characteristics or attributes We are simply contracted versions of the bigger consciousness. And so we actually have all of these attributes within ourselves. So we have the capacity for consciousness, bliss, beauty, pulsation, freedom, fullness. When I think about our yoga practices and what we're trying to create on the yoga mat and off the yoga mat, we're really seeking to remember these qualities within ourselves finding our own beauty finding our own auspicious or awesome nature is a big part of the practice recognizing that we have these qualities within
0: when we talk about this type of beauty this type of auspiciousness i think of of things that you have a hard time arguing as not beautiful. So you think of a beautiful, clear night sky with stars. You think of a, a sunset of a flower. I mean, maybe someone would argue that those things are not beautiful, but for the most part, we would agree that those things are beautiful. And it's in some ways, it's less about their actual appearance and more about the the sort of energy behind them, this really beautiful, um, kind of sacred and sacred and abundant beauty. And that's how I start to understand Shri. It's easy. It's easier to see that in things like landscapes or night sky or flowers. And sometimes it's very hard to see it within ourselves, but we have all of those same qualities and so sri gets down to for as humans our our core essence and really refers to a quality of ourselves that is always available but that is not necessarily always obvious and and so this in in talking about it it's it's coming back to this idea of remembering something that's that's always there and that we can see outward but not always inward.
1: Even as we use the term beauty, in my mind, I immediately turn that into divine beauty, which I differentiate from physical, external, aesthetic beauty. I think this is what you were getting at with it's sometimes hard to see it within ourselves. It's easy to recognize a beautiful sunset and say, that's Sri. There's, there's so much beauty in the world when we we see that. We can often agree on aesthetic beauty when it comes to nature. Things like a beautiful sunset or colors, a beautiful painting, art, we might be able to agree very easily on some of those aesthetics those very external manifestations of shri in yoga and in the characteristics of the divine it's seeing and experiencing shri is is often something that is more internal which is much more difficult to experience or to see have you seen the the movie the matrix yes I can't believe that movie is 20 years old now.
0: Is it really? Wow.
1: Came out in 1999. So it, it's 20 years old. It still holds up in so many ways. Anyway, we could talk forever about that. However, in The Matrix, you would see what you see while you're in The Matrix is this, it's kind of like a fake world that's created in your mind. And the operators of the matrix could see the code behind what the mind is seeing. So you would see on the screen digital flashes of green and code falling down the screen if you could see from that point of view. And in the movie, some of the characters have this ability to see beyond what the mind generally sees, and they can see that background code. And to me, the background code is the divine beauty behind the illusion of the real world. So when we're, when we're looking for our own divine nature, our own divine beauty inside, the challenge is to see the background code as beauty and not necessarily what we're seeing on the outside, whether it's our bodies or a plant or a, a person or an animal or, or something very physical, can we see the beauty behind that structure, behind that external?
0: I love that you used the matrix to explain that. That really, really landed with me. And and my understanding of Sri, which is, it's kind of what you're getting at with the matrix example, is, is the glow that you see in a person when they're talking about something that they're really excited about and it has nothing to do with what the person looks like. In some ways we're so conditioned to think of beauty as like the Western standards of beauty, which is a, a whole cultural issue we won't get into. In, in some ways that is kind of like the code that we're programmed to see and decide whether is beautiful, but Sri is the glow of a person who's talking about something that they're really excited about or the glow that many people have after yoga. And it, again, it's completely removed from, from their physical appearance, but it's this, this radiance that is hard to define, but is very recognizable. It's often shrouded by things that we are, by ways that we are programmed to see, but it's, it's undeniable when we see it. So yeah, the, the way that you explain it with the matrix is really good.
1: I like the inner glow analogy as well as a yoga teacher that really resonates with me. And as a yoga student, we can look at, A student's or even our own yoga poses, a triangle pose, a warrior, a handstand. And beauty, Shri, is not defined by whether your triangle pose matches up to the triangle pose that's on the cover of Yoga Journal this month. Shri is measured from something within, it's this inner glow that you can't capture with a photograph or by perfect quote unquote alignment it's the joy of someone experiencing their highest alignment and expressing a yoga pose from the inside out that to me is Sri regardless of whether or not everything is geometrically aligned perfectly perfect triangles which is more of the external that we're talking about, which is that's probably what's going to make the cover of yoga journal. And that's okay. That's just more of an external, but as, as yoga teachers and as students, we see an experience, at least I hope we see an experience Shri from that level or that point of view.
0: Right. I've seen Sri or one of the most honest and beautiful instances of Sri that I've witnessed is the glow that a student of mine had after falling out of handstand and laughing at herself and being really excited at how much progress she made. When Shri is cloaked, then that in that same situation, a student could have, that same student could have been really disappointed in herself. She could have been really embarrassed and, you know, tried to kind of cover it up. And so Shree is this quality that's within us. And when we allow it to, to come out, when we allow it to manifest to me, like my personal definition of Shri is I was thinking about it is uncloaked authenticity. It's when someone is being so true to themselves, there's nothing left, but this dazzling inner glow that shows externally. And that only happens when we are being so authentic that we're connecting to this part of us that's always been there, but that we sometimes tap into, but not all the time. How do you see Sri in teaching or practicing?
1: Sri, for a long time, at least in my memory, the definition was divine beauty. That's how it had been taught to me for many, many years. And it's interesting, at some point, it seems like that definition evolved, at least within the Anusara circles, and I started to hear the word auspiciousness more and more. It became less divine beauty and more auspiciousness, which I sort of understand, because divine beauty, just using the word beauty, has so many different connotations as far as external beauty and seeing things as aesthetically pleasing. Auspiciousness now can get more into, like your example, the person who doesn't have this perfect, beautiful, externally, aesthetically pleasing handstand, but rather has this experience of authenticity coming out of, or even falling out of, the handstand, and that's this moment of shri, this moment of auspiciousness. Auspiciousness, I would define as a connection to something awesome, something bigger than ourselves. And that is that moment where the student falling out of the handstand and having this moment of pure connection to self is this auspicious moment. So that has become now a second definition for me. And these are really my two big ways that I think of Sri I've not stopped thinking about Shri as divine beauty. That is certainly still a great definition and, and something to look for and cultivate. But now auspiciousness. So looking for these moments of connection to self, looking for these moments of connection to something bigger than ourselves is Shri.
0: So the etymology of Shri breaks down into two different parts of the word. There is the first part of the word, uh, which you could say is S-H-A, sha, and that corresponds with the word purusha. Simply put is pure awareness. The the second part of it, hri, H-R-I, corresponds with the word prakriti, and simply put, prakriti corresponds to the material world. So shri encompasses the intermingling, the, the mix of pure awareness with the material world. Which brings up a very interesting point in my mind about Shri in our human experience. Because if, if Shri encompasses pure awareness and the material world, then in those terms, everything that is material and everything that we're aware of is Shri, is divine beauty, is connected to awesomeness. And I think you and I could both name a couple of things in our human experience that do not feel divinely beautiful or connected. So there's the example of the lotus flower, the lotus flower. It's very easy to agree on the, on the fact that a lotus flower is beautiful, that it, it shows Sri and yet the lotus flower grows from the mud it grows from muck and that's where a lot of its symbolism comes from is the mud tree is the the swamp the the grossness of where the lotus flower comes from is that tree
1: if i was forced to answer i think i would say yes the example to approach first is ourselves. So our human existence very often doesn't feel very spirit filled. It doesn't feel very beautiful. It doesn't feel always awesome. We have days when we are hurting physically, mentally, emotionally. We have days where things are dark and muddy. We have days where we're just not at our best where we feel very mortal and very physical and very earthly, and we don't feel divine. But it doesn't mean that we're not. It doesn't mean that we've lost our essential nature. So on the outside, we might feel ugly and mucky and murky and dark and just terrible. But it doesn't change the fact that deep inside, there is this inner light, this inner glow. It doesn't change the fact that we are still divine spiritual beings. It's still within us. It's just that we've forgotten in that moment. We've forgotten in that moment because life is challenging. Life is hard. But we are we still have that divine essence. Now let's shift back to the analogy of the lotus flower coming out of the mud. In some ways, the mud represents the dark days, the days where we're not feeling at our best. And then the lotus flower represents the days where we are feeling very divine and beautiful and auspicious. But really, the mud is also divine. It's also a manifestation or a creation of the one consciousness. Even though we might see it as ugly or dirty, it's actually no more or less divine than the lotus flower itself. In the yoga practice, our physical bodies no matter what they look like on the outside, aesthetically, our physical bodies are just as divine, just as beautiful as our minds, as our emotions, or as our deepest selves than that inner light.
0: What's interesting is that not only is it also beautiful but it's, it's essential. You don't get the beauty of a lotus flower without the mud. And this gets into a really interesting kind of paradoxical conversation of the dark mud, the dark days, the dark moments on your mat are in your life, even though they feel so removed from, or or they feel like they disconnect you from awesomeness or auspiciousness, or they feel so far away from divine beauty. They are not only a part of it, but they're essential, And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking like, wow, is that really how this this whole thing works? When you think about it, you need it. You don't really appreciate the divine beauty of a day where you can do anything that you want unless you've had a day of having to do obligations and responsibilities that are outside of your control. So in this conversation about Sri, innately is this contrast that is not only existent, but essential for the
1: experience. I like that you use the term contrast. When we look at a photograph or a painting or really almost any piece of art, contrast is essential to beauty. If you look at a photograph and there's very little contrast, then the photograph is washed out there's very little definition between lines or forms and you can't see the beauty of the image so contrast is essential to even aesthetic beauty contrast is essential not only to visual but also to things like music you have highs and lows high tones and low tones you have things that are softer and things that are louder and it's the contrast the differences that really create even aesthetic or auditory beauty so i think it is essential to have things that we don't immediately think of as as shree so things like the mud things like the dark days
0: it makes me want to pose the the rhetorical question to you and myself and and to everyone listening the aspects of your life that feel dark the the moments that you think of as mistakes or blips or as akin to the mud they're not only part of the experience of divine beauty but they are essential to it so anything that you have deemed as sort of separate from your spiritual path or as a part of you that you don't want known or anything like that. In in some schools, it's called your shadow. That is a part of your divinity. It's a part of your beauty. It's a part of your connection to everything that is supreme and awesome. So whatever that is, how can you allow that? How can you alchemize that to get closer to this experience
1: of Sri? Yoga is this practice of creating the conditions to remember and experience Sri, our own divinity, our own auspiciousness, our own divine beauty. It's already in us. And so what we're doing on the yoga mat, we're not somehow trying to create Sri. We're not creating beauty or creating an awesome moment. Those things are already within us. They're our essential nature. It's just that we've forgotten. We've forgotten because of the challenges in life. And so as we move through the yoga practice, whether we're doing a pose or we're taking a moment to listen to our breaths, we're creating the conditions to bring forth what is already a part of us.
0: I love this conversation. This conversation has certainly, just during the process of it, helped me remember Sri and the shri that comes from conversation about shri what could be more auspicious than that so thank you as always
1: thanks phoebe may we all find more and more beauty within ourselves may we all recognize more and more of the beauty within ourselves
0: and reflected back to everyone else If you would like to share your thoughts or your personal definition of Sri, we would love to hear them. Send us a message on Instagram. Our handle is at yoga.chit.chat and our website is www.yogachitchat.com. We would love to hear from you and we're grateful to you for listening.
1: Thanks everyone. We'll see you next time.
0: See you next time.